Welcome to Kicked Back, a home for football fans that want to stay up to date on everything going on in the football world. Join Caroline, Liam, and some special guests along the way as they talk about all the trending news around leagues, players, teams, and much more. Now, all you gotta do is get comfortable and kick back, because we're about to get started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems, too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. All right, on Kicked Back, we have a superstar guest with us here, Brad. Uh, and hey. on his tick, yeah, what's up, Brad? How are you feeling? Hey, thanks for having me, man. It's a pleasure. No, our, the pleasure is all ours because uh, <laughs> 530,000 followers on TikTok, uh, you've, you've created this powerhouse football uh, channel. And I was going through your videos. I remember, you know, my husband and I, we were looking at everything you were doing. I think it was your most recent one on Mbappe and Neymar. And I'm like, this guy's so freaking funny. And (laughs) you have this unreal ability of delivering football news, but also really telling it how it is, like how you were calling Mbappe and PayPal and Mbappe (laughs) FC. You know what I mean? I'm like, this guy's so good at what he does. So I'm so pumped to have you here. And uh, yeah, I just think that you're great. Thank you. Thank you. Of course. Yeah, I wanted to ask you, I wanted to ask you, um, when did you actually stop playing football? So, so, okay. So I played when I was 10 years old, I started playing football by accident. I was, I, I went outside one day, went to the park and I saw everyone playing and I'm like, wow, what is this sport? And then I told my dad, I wanted to play. He signed me up with my mom. And then by the age of 14, I was on our provincial team, which is one step below the national team here in Canada. So I had like a super quick progression. Uh, mm. And then 17 years old on the Canadian national team, went to a world cup, played in a world cup. And yeah, I went to New Zealand. Played in, it was, thank you. Thank you. It was the junior world cup, but nonetheless, a very big honor for me and a very mm. cool experience. Uh, and then went on to play in the U S got my education, but I had three knee injuries. So I had to stop playing, which was shitty because mm. I, I wanted to go to the, the Olympic games at that point, which would have been in Rio, Rio, I think it was in 2016. Yeah. Mm. So the soccer, the football gods weren't on my side and I had to hang up the cleats, but then I decided to get into TV and broadcast. And here we are now talking about football, which is the best sport in the world. I'm trying to convince, course, Brad, I'm, right. I'm trying to convince North Americans here that it's the best sport. You Europeans know. Um, yeah, of so course. We're, the whole world knows apart from North America. <laughs> honestly. Okay, yeah. Tell me what it's like to live in England and be a football fan. 
Oh, it's amazing. You don't understand. When when there's games, everyone's together and it's just crazy. The fans got a little bit too crazy at times. You you must have seen with abroad how fans get arrested and all this random <laughs> rubbish. But yeah, it does get crazy. It's amazing. It's like so involved in our culture. Do you have any crazy stories of maybe even when you went to a football match or any of your friends that you're just like, this shit's nuts here? Um, Yeah, I have I have a few actually. But, Tell uh, me. One that was... One that was the most craziest was I went to an away game. So it was an Arsenal Tottenham. So okay. I, I, yeah, I went with my, with my uncle and he took me, I was on the Tottenham side and there was just so many things happening. There was, there was a line of stewards like blocking both sides of fans. People were throwing stuff at each other. People were literally <laughs> taking off their tops and throwing it at each other. Like <laughs> the English fans are nuts. They're actually crazy. Okay, so which side was crazier, Arsenal fans or Tottenham fans? Oh, 100% Arsenal. 100%. Wow. They're killers over there. They're, I don't know what got into them, but yeah, Arsenal are definitely worse. Okay, so they, so these fans must be pumped because, you know, a lot of people are saying Arsenal fans have something to actually look forward to this season with their team. Mm. They must arguably have probably the best player in the Prem. So hopefully for Arsenal Who's fans. Who's that? Hey, Zeus. Wow, best player in the Prem? No. Well, way. no, I, I'm a Kevin De Bruyne fan, so I'm gonna always. <laughs> is he okay? That's Kevin my De Bruyne, boy, is, yeah, of course. That's why I always say arguably because he's in the conversation. I'm, I, you're, I know you're a city guy, so I'm not surprised mm-hmm. that you agree with me with that. But uh, I just will never bet against a, a midfielder, like a center midfielder, like Kevin De Bruyne, to be in the conversation. People will always go to strikers or attackers as the best player, mm-hmm. but midfielders don't get enough yeah, credit. They get I think. the goals. That's why they get the goals exactly. Yeah. But then when you okay, when you look at Kevin De Bruyne's pass in the Newcastle game, which I believe was for the game leading goal, his freaking pass went through a defender. Like he literally megged. I don't know if that's the right word in England, but the ball went through the new game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He megged the defender on the way to the pass. I'm like, show me another midfielder in the world. Modric is up there, but I don't even think quite up there. And I say that Mm. respectfully. That can do that aside from Kevin De Bruyne. See, I was having this conversation with a mate not a long while back and we were saying who's better, Modric or KDB? And his argument was, oh, but Modric got the Ballon d'Or. But then again, I was like, if you watch both of them play, Kevin De Bruyne, he sees stuff a normal human cannot see. You know what I mean? He has the eyes in the back of his head. Actually, not even the back of his head. The side of his head everywhere in his legs. He can see everything. It's true. He's like he's 10 steps ahead of everyone on the pitch. It's like he almost can like see the future. Maybe that's a weird conspiracy theory we can start that KDB can like predict the future he's some like weird yeah. teller in football <laughs> i don't like the whole ballon d'or conversation because at this point there's been a couple questionable ballon d'or i love messi always will be one of the greatest mm. of all time but there there was one or two that he won that may or may not have been mm. rigged yeah so, I see what I mean. I see what do you know what i mean i understand mm. i understand when people are like yeah modric deserves that title but it's not it doesn't solidify the case for me. Exactly, exactly. Okay, and there's also players that are outstanding that haven't won the Ballon d'Or. And you're like, how? How have they not won the Ballon d'Or? So um, it's just, it's, it's a valid argument, but I don't know. You can't really outweigh the, the actual individual performance. You know what I mean? 
That's how I feel about uh, Lewandowski because, or even the year uh, Van Dyke was, I mean, we all know the situation Van Dyke's in now, but even the year he was nominated, he had an unbelievable year. It's nice to see when, amazing, yeah. right? It's nice to see when goal scorers aren't the only ones in the conversation and like goals and stats aren't the only thing that is super, super important. So yeah, KDB, like you said. That's what yeah. all about, yeah. I know. Okay, when, so do you play? Yeah, uh, yeah, I do. I have my own team, so yeah. Nice. Nothing okay. too serious, but yeah, I have my own team. What position do you play? So I'm a centre half, centre back. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Okay, so if you had to pick between <laughs> Harry Maguire right now or Virgil Van Dyke, who are you picking? <laughs> <laughs> is that even a question? <laughs> Please, Harry Maguire is a fraud. I don't know how he scammed his way into a pro contract. Honestly, that's wow. my opinion. But Van Dyke is so clear, so clear. I like Van Dyke and I feel bad for him right now as I know everyone. He's like the poster boy of football memes right now on social media. But man, I think yeah, he's, he's just tough right now. He's a kid, and I understand, like, I'm sure you watched the United uh, United Liverpool game, but and I know that he should have stepped up to Sancho in that in that mm. goal. But I don't know, somewhere in my gut. I don't know if it's because I feel so bad for him and I'm being empathetic, but I'm just like, yeah. what if he's injured? Like he came out of that ACL injury. He doesn't want to tackle mm. for balls. I'm like, what if he's dealing with an injury? But mm. I mean, then he maybe shouldn't be playing. So I understand. But I just, I, I don't think Van Dyke is the same player after that injury, honestly, because I, I, at first I thought, well, I think he still is the best defender in the world, honestly, but Right now, and like not even right now, sorry, the last two years, he's just been, there's something about his game and I don't know what it is, but he he just doesn't involve himself to, in tackles when he needs to. He's That's it. He's scared to be a risk taker. He doesn't like to take risks. He likes to be positioned. I don't want to lose this position. I want to either push him towards the goal and take, like, take a bad shot or like just hold out. You know what I mean? Like get someone else to come in with him. But I just don't think that in one-on-ones, especially, I think he's very, very sus in one-on-ones. You know what? That's exactly my point to like, is he injured? Or maybe is his confidence gone after that injury? Because if you're not going into tackles, and we all know this after playing football or, or even having like a slight injury, you're not going to tackles if you're not 100% confident. And if he's not 100% confident in his health, maybe something's bothering him. Why would he? Maybe he is exactly. trying to, maybe he's overthinking positioning and where he is on the pitch because he doesn't want to get involved in like a big physical tackle. So mm. that's where I'm, I try and see it maybe from a player's perspective. Something has to be wrong because I agree we haven't seen the same Van Dyke since we've seen him, you know, be nominated for that Ballon d'Or. But uh, at the same time, like I understand what Liverpool fans are saying, but I really like him and I get a lot of shit for saying that, but I don't, I don't want to um, give up on him just yet. We're still early in the season. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I think, I think it affects you. Injuries affect you physically, of course, but of course. I think it does actually play a part mentally. So obviously you don't want to get hurt more. You don't want to like risk your career. So obviously he is yeah. probably just holding back. So but I don't know. The whole Liverpool squad's a mess right now. So it's crazy. Yo, what do we, what do you think? I think they said that was Klopp's worst ever start to a season since he's yeah, been with is. Liverpool. So that's, mm. 
you know, he's not taking that too well. I'm always, I love listening to all of his excuses at the end of the game. Like, I just think that he's such a pure pitch entertainment. Was dry. Yeah. <laughs> pitch was dry is a freaking classic time ran out. Like he's yeah. just so funny, but I think he does it strategically to take the heat off of his team. That's why I just mm. love Klopp, but I don't know, man, Liverpool again, we're early in the season, but it's not looking good with them with injuries. I think, you know, them losing Sadio Mane was more of an, a loss for them than they even anticipated. And yeah, I think that's the biggest, loss of them all to be honest I agree man Brad I knew we'd get along I totally agree <laughs> I made a TikTok about this yesterday we were talking about it on Kicked Back actually in our show yesterday that okay I actually do think he would have been on he would have made a big difference on the pitch just because everyone knows what Mane brings to, to, to a football game but also his mentality is different like even if he even if Liverpool still lost that game I think he would have been a guy to kind of change the momentum in the locker room you know he would have yeah, made definitely. he would have maybe taken all of the Liverpool players out of this like weird cycle that they're in and been like okay like we can now change the tide and they lost a guy like that who could do that both on and off the pitch mm-hmm. and I think that was a massive L for him and I don't know I know that everyone's like oh he wanted to leave because he wanted a change but mm-hmm. I think that if I'm Liverpool I'm like how the hell are we keeping this guy what do we need to do to keep him Exactly. I would have done everything in my power, honestly, because Mane was that player that if, when so- you know how Salah carries the team. Oh, Salah yes. loves getting goals. He yes. loves getting assists. He does nearly everything. But Mane was that guy that gave him a break, like that actually get, let Salah kick back sometimes. Or if yeah. Salah was having a bad game, Mane would take over. You know what I mean? He doesn't have that anymore. He, Luis Diaz, Jota, Nunes, I just don't think they can do the job. I totally, okay. I agree with you. I want to go back to your Harry Maguire comment because (laughs) here, at least everywhere, everyone here, we're just like, is he the most hated player in football right now? And we're like, we, we believe yes. Uh, Is he overrated? Is he overpaid? Uh, Is he a really good footballer, but just has had a really bad spell? Like, what are your thoughts? So with Maguire, it's a tough one because if you look at him, I don't think he has great footballing ability. I believe he can play in the Prem, maybe for a team like out of Fulham, Leeds or something like that, you know, something small. But I think right. what really messed him up was the price tag. So what Manu did to him, buying him for that much money, it just it just raised expectations and just completely killed his game. Not only just... He probably just overthinks everything now because he's like, oh, I'm worth 80 million. Like, I have to be this... <laughs> crazy top five defenders in the world you know what I mean but he just he just isn't that player honestly I think if he was at a smaller club he can do so much more he would be so much more confident 100% okay Liam asked a question because he wanted to send you some questions and Mm -hmm. he said do you think Harry Maguire should be in the England squad at the World Cup Ooh, good one hey that is a tough one because in England, he's a different person. I don't know who it is. It might be his twin brother substituting in, but I don't know who that is. It's a different person. So actually, I think he works in the five at the back. So I think I would take him to the England squad. Yeah, definitely. How do you think England will do at the World Cup? Well, I want us to win it. I think we have the potential to win it. I think we have the players to win it. I'm not so sure about the manager to win it, but... You know, I think I think it's it's our time. If we don't get it during this time, I'll probably be dead by the time we win. <laughs> so, Honestly, pretty much. I um. So my whole family was born in Poland. Uh, I'm the only one born in oh, Canada. Okay. So every World Cup, every Euro Cup, I cheer for Poland. Always let down, and I say that mm. respectfully. I always want them to do well, but our 
Unfortunately, the only one who really ever does anything is Lewandowski. Uh, yes, now for the first, Lewandowski, yes, I know. No, it's true. For the first time in my life, I get to cheer for Canada at the World Cup, right? Because they've just mm. qualified for the first time in 36 yeah, years. Dope. I know. I'm so excited. So I'm so excited, obviously, for those two teams. But growing up, I always wanted England to win. And they messed me up as a fan because I'm like, on paper, they're the best, one of the best teams in the mm. tournament. But somehow, always like effed it up to say that nicely. So I'm really hoping that you guys, you really should win your group and you guys have a really good run in the tournament. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah I think with, with England, like back in the day when we had Lampard, Skull, Gerard, nice. all of those players, we had such an amazing team. Like on paper, that was, you couldn't get any better apart from yeah. Brazil back in the day. But, but right. on paper, we were just so good. But the thing is, I think the rivalries were too much back in the day. Players didn't like each other. There was snidiness. There was the change room must have been a mess. You know what I mean? But now I think we're so together now. Even rivalries, even Man U players, Man City players, Little players, we're all together when it comes to internationals. So I think this is the best chance we have of winning. And if we don't, then we're failures. But yeah. <laughs> don't worry. It'll happen for you at some point in your lifetime. You're still young, Brad. It's it's a it's a bright future for, for England, hopefully. Because then yeah. I always say if England does well, it's good for the Prem. If Canada does well, it's good for football here in North America or even mm. the US, right? So I'm always rooting yeah. for, for England. But how did you become a city fan? I get this question so much because, oh, Glory Hunter, you're from London. You can't be a city fan. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I hear it all the time. But the, the thing is, this is a story. So back when I was younger, my whole, my whole dad's side were Man United fans, yeah? So yeah. growing up, all I've known is Man United. And just me, when I was young, I didn't really understand football. And I was just like, you know what? I want to be a little rebel. I want to go against my family and support the, the blue team. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah, I just chose Man City and... I'm glad I wasn't disowned. So <laughs> I was about to say, what did your dad say when you decided to do yeah, that? Yeah, they hated it. They absolutely hated it. But it was at the time, they weren't even a team. You know what I mean? They were finishing mid-table. So it's just, they didn't really care because I was young as a kid, but they didn't really think right now I'll still be a Man City fan. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. And now you're laughing because... United I'm on is, top. <laughs> yeah. yeah. United a couple of days ago was at the bottom of the table and City's projected to probably win the Premier League again. Mm. But the question is, I saw the funniest thing right when Holland signed with you guys that he's retired from winning the Champions League at a young age because it'll never happen with City. So can uh, you guys do it when it matters? This year. We're doing yeah? it this year. You, you better think? flip this because we're doing yeah. it this year. Hundred <laughs> percent, I am. Yeah. The signing. Okay, this is what really messed me up. I said Real Madrid's going to win La Liga and Real Madrid's going to win Champions League back to back because their squad's so good and their midfield is so yeah. good. I'm like, they have the best midfield trio in the world. I'm not betting against them. Mm. Well, then what does Casemiro do? What the hell is he doing yeah. to me, man? Yeah, oh, I have no idea why he chose Man United. Honestly. I made a video and I'm not sure, quite sure if you've seen the video, but um, it's hilarious. He, yeah. Yeah. I just, it's, it's all about money. Honestly, it's a money move. It's his last big money move. Why not? That's pretty much it. He's had his fun. He's won his titles. I think he just wanted a new challenge, honestly. Well, I mean, you don't get a bigger challenge than that. I exactly. even think that signing in itself, it's so funny. Hey, United kills me because Casemiro didn't even have to step on the pitch to make an impact on that 
squad because just him, just the momentum of him coming to the club yeah. helped them win. Uh, yeah, definitely. But I wasn't ready to see him leave Madrid. I, I think he low-key sold his soul a little for money, which who mm-hmm. wouldn't? You're 30 years old. You're probably never making that amount of money ever again in your career. Um, but now I'm... a week plus. That's crazy amount of money. Like, you, well, you I would think, do that, so... Honestly, I think... I, I said to... I said on our show a couple of weeks back, I'm like, uh, for me, I probably... I would be, I'd be the stupid one who would stay at Real Madrid and wouldn't take the paycheck. Cause I'd be like purpose and I want to win. Mm. And I love my, my midfield trio and, you know, yeah, Carlo yeah, yeah. Ancelotti. And then, you know, I'd be like, well, why didn't I take a bigger paycheck when I could have, and you know, mm. you never know how many years you have left playing as a professional footballer. So he probably in hindsight for him made the right decision, but I'm very curious to see if he can help United turn everything around. See, I think Man United made the right decision. I don't think he did at all, honestly. He should have stayed and just finished off his career as a Real Madrid legend. But Brad, that's like an ac- excellent point. The odds are he may, the only thing that he may be talked about now with United, if they don't turn it around, is what the hell did Casemiro do? And he's going to have to like eventually retire. Mm-hmm. Whereas if with Real Madrid, he could have potentially won another two trophies. Yeah, exactly. He could have added to the cabinet, but we know that he's not getting nothing at Man United. <laughs> so now with that, the only per the only team I said could really screw Real Madrid's chances up is City in the UCL. So I think that you guys have a a solid shot. Ah, watching Kevin De Bruyne and Haaland, I, I remember saying after that, I think Haaland's debut game in the Prem, I'm like, yo, Kevin De Bruyne went to bed being like, thank you, God, for giving me the striker. Because any ball I play him, right? It's a dream for the two of them. I I just think that that duo is going to be untouchable the more they play together. And especially come Champions League, I think, you know, all of Pep's dreams are going to be answered. Yeah, definitely. Because I think people are forgetting the last two, three years, we barely had a striker. We didn't have a striker. People were sharing the goals between the team. Like the 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 false nines were just like going into the pockets. We couldn't yeah. push the ball. We couldn't do nothing. We we're so limited, and we still went back to back in the Premier League. So I'm be I've been telling a lot of people this. We're gonna go back to back to back, and we're gonna win the Champions League because we finally got the missing piece of the puzzle, and that's Haaland. You know what I mean? Oh my gosh, you're so funny. You could tell you're such a true fan. I hope. I hope. <laughs> I hope you guys. Um, I don't hate City, so I I, I don't have anything against it uh, against them winning. Aside from my mm-hmm. prediction would be wrong. Um, Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ronaldo, what do you think about him being benched? Because I I was thinking about our boy Ronaldo. Mm. All of the star football players in the the world right now are having like pretty good starts to their season. We know Neymar and Mbappe, Messi doing really well in PSG, Lewandowski, yeah. Sadio Mane, Salah. Like, I mean, these guys are all playing Salah, even though he's not going to the World Cup. Ronaldo's on the bench and the World Cup's two months away. Like, you know, this guy's got to be feeling it. I, honestly, I think that's the best decision to bench him. I think Ten Hag made a very smart move. Um, this game, they needed to win. Otherwise, their media was going to rip into them even more than they have. So I think dropping, dropping Ronaldo gave a lot of youth to the squad you know what yeah. I mean? helped with a lot of energy and yeah it worked you saw it, it worked and especially dropping the virus Maguire that that helped so much sorry I hate that guy <laughs> do you think do you think okay obviously everyone's annoyed with his you know performance when he plays but do you think he's kind of like a cancer to the team do you think he's toxic who Ronaldo no both of them Maguire and Ronaldo let's go with both of them Maguire 100% yeah. I honestly think he makes his team so, so much worse. And because c- he wears the armband as well, it's it's actually criminal to see him wear the armband <laughs> because there's so many other players that are leaders in that squad. De Gea could have had the armband. Ronaldo, I would have given Ronaldo, as soon as he stepped in the front door, I would have gave him the captain armband because yeah. the, Harry Maguire just can't do it. But with Ronaldo, do I think he's a virus? Mm. See, the only, the only way I would say he is a problem is because I feel like the team relies too much on him when they're actually playing. So it's like, I think all the youngsters are thinking, okay, on the pitch, we have Ronaldo. Let's pass to Ronaldo. You know what I mean? They don't think about what they actually have to do. They think, oh, Ronaldo is there. Ronaldo yeah. is there. He will do something. Let him do the magic. But that's the only problem I see with him. His performance-wise, I, I think he's been carrying them, honestly. He scores. He does a lot of stuff for them. But um, yeah, I don't think Ronaldo is the virus. I don't either. I'm a big Ronaldo fan. So I don't, I know if I say anything, all of my followers are going to say that I'm biased, but I think that, I think United fans need to take a step back and realize their team would have been way worse without him. So definitely, you know. definitely. You think Cavani could have, could have carried them that like, like he did? No way. No way. I know. And unfortunately, when you're that big of a superstar, negative news is always going to fall. The, the easy thing to do is point at Ronaldo and be like, well, why aren't you having a better season? Why isn't United having a better season? But then mm. when Messi had his first season with PSG last year and he scored six goals in Liga, I mean, you can look at Messi and be like, what the hell? But it's just a problem with the team overall. I mean, you can't always look mm. at the star player because you know yeah, PSG. Of course, of course. PSG's got some serious drama in that club for many reasons. Mm. Well, that, that team is just shattered because it's individual FC. That's what they should rename it to because no one, there's no team. Actually, at the moment, they they seem more connected. You know what I mean? They're scoring a lot more. They're, they look they look happier. You know what I mean? The, I think the media, I, 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 I got baited as well. The media oh, me definitely 
made Neymar and Mbappe seem like they were going to start fighting, like fist fighting. But um, yeah, I think it was all a scam. The media scammed us. Well, I, I played into that too, because as much as I love football, I love the entertainment side of it too. And when you kind of, yeah. when we when we kind of do a deep dive and I would pay attention, when Mbappe went up to Neymar to try and take that penalty kick, um, yeah. I was like trying to look at Neymar's face. I'm like, this guy's, a li- you could tell he's a little annoyed. Like, what are you doing? And even mm. Messi's face at some point. And then yeah. the rumor about Sergio Ramos having to split them up in the locker room after the match. <laughs> you think that was true? I don't know, but all I can, I'm going to always play into it because this is like reality TV for me at this point. So mm. in my mind, all I could think about is what the hell is Ramos saying to Neymar and Mbappe? You know, this guy's not afraid to throw down. And also, <laughs> and then also what's Mbappe and Neymar's reaction? Because if I had Sergio Ramos, like, you know, potentially like flipping me upside down, I'm not saying yeah. a single word. So yeah, I'm, I'm kicking back. I'm saying, sorry, boss, do your worst. I'm not involved. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> honestly, honestly, which makes me think if that was true, Maybe it is because the next game they came out and they all had like stellar games. Did you think, um, do you think that Mbappe is a virus? No, I don't think he's a virus. Uh, He is the superstar. PSG is, I think PSG is all PSG's fault, to be honest, because I don't care who you are. You give power to a young kid. Like for for example, myself, if someone gave me that much power and I was a superstar, everyone loved me. You think I wasn't going to cause problems? Everyone would cause problems. It's human nature, you know. So, I think PSG giving him too much money, first of all, power, being the sporting director, all of this stuff has definitely got to his head and made him go crazy. And I think Neymar and Messi were there to like calm it down, maybe you know humble him a little bit. Like make him remember he's playing with the big boys. You know what I mean? You got to remember that. So yeah, I think that's what happened. I think they just squashed it because Neymar and Messi just talked to him and just was like, you can't be like this. You know what I mean? Mm. I hope so. I hope so. Because I think it was Rooney who said it best, you know, uh, Mbappe has to remember that when Messi was his age, he already won a couple Ballon d'Ors. So exactly. (laughs) You know what I mean? I, I hope, I hope so. Because before all of this drama, I had, really no problem with Mbappe. I was like, yo, I hope this guy kills it at the World Cup. I hope he kills mm-hmm. it with PSG. You know, congratulations on your paycheck. He has a partnership with the NBA. Like, he's killing it. Yeah. Um, I just hope he's not. I hope, yeah, I hope his head hasn't gotten too big, mm. which could have happened. Yeah, it would be sad to see his career finish because of his ego. Like, honestly, yeah. that's the worst way. It's, we've seen it happen to Deli Ali. Lingard, we've seen it happen to who else? Quite a few players. It's just sad to see because they don't reach their potential. And that's what it's, we as football fans want to see. We want to see much. what you can do. Exactly. Who do you think is going to win the World Cup? So honestly, I want England to win, but I think Messi's got it. I think it's Messi's time. Argentina are going to win the World Cup. <laughs> you and I are probably the only people who think this. Who are like no actual... way you think Argentina. I swear to God, go look at my videos that I've posted like <laughs> Six weeks, six months ago, even I have said this um, since their new coach came in, since they won the Copa America. Uh, I've said, you know, they have experienced players. I think Di Maria is always under the radar. I don't think people pay attention to him nearly enough as they should. Messi, I think he's going to find another level in his last ever World Cup. And mm. I keep saying that when 
Messi does win this World Cup because I'm helping manifest it for him, uh, he will solidify his case as the greatest of all time, past, present, future. No one will touch him. So I don't know. I have this gut feeling it's Argentina. And whenever I say that, people think I'm nuts because it should only be Brazil. People are only thinking it's Brazil. People always think Brazil, though, and they always end up underachieving. No. But with Argentina, I, I, I've been saying this for so long, the longest time, because I, I must have left a comment on one of these big TikToks. I think it must have been the Champions League uh, TikTok. And they, they showed a video of all the players walking past the World Cup trophy and them hugging it and like just being with it. And then I saw Messi and the look in his eye from then I commented, I was like, it's his. It, it, it is his. The World Cup is his. And the amount of hate I got for that was crazy. People were like, you're crazy. You don't, you don't know what you're thinking. You don't know ball, you know, the normal. But I genuinely think Argentina winning it. I am 100% with you. And I'm so happy because when they do win it, we look like geniuses. I'm going to clip this. I'm going to clip this. (laughs) We called it. I'm even going to find your comment on that Champions League video or wherever. Or if you find it, let me know because uh, I'll let you know. Please, because Mm -hmm. I, I, um, I don't like picking the teams that every like France and Brazil and whoever else, England's in the conversation. I'm like, no, I, I, I don't like going with the bandwagon, but in football, for some reason, when you go against the tide, everyone then goes to, you don't know anything about football. Mm, you don't You're a know woman. Ball, yeah. yeah. You don't know ball. That's my favorite comment. I'm like, okay, <laughs> relax. But I'm so freaking pumped that you picked Argentina. I wasn't expecting mm. that. No, yeah, All definitely. Right. Uh, if it's not Argentina, then I think it's us, but I don't think it's us. So I think semifinals is going to be England, France. And then the other side is going to be Brazil, Argentina, and then England and Argentina are going to meet in the finals. That's what I predicted. Yeah. Okay. So then obviously you'd probably want England to win. Would you push your pride aside for being right to want England to win? (sighs) See, I don't know. You know, I think England have more chances than Argentina. I mean, not Argentina, sorry, Messi. Yeah. So I just think, you know what? I'll push my pride aside and I will actually give it, I would actually give it to Messi. You know what I mean? I would say, I don't want, I don't want England to win it. This what I do, of course, but I would yes. give it to Messi. I want to see that. He's my GOAT. So I would want to see him with that World Cup trophy. Honestly, that, that semi-final that you just listed would be, I think every football fan, every sports fan in the world would tune into that. That would be yeah, crazy. Could you, what would you do if it was Messi Ronaldo in the final? I think I'll have a heart attack, honestly. That would be the best thing I could ever witness. Yeah, I would I would honestly love that. But I think Argentina would smoke Portugal right now. I think so. Copa America winners, Portugal, they have good individuals. They're not really good as a team. I don't know. I feel like when Ronaldo's retired, I think that's when Portugal will start to pick it up with the youngsters like Shao Felix, you know, Bernardo, all of yep. Bernardo's not a youngster, but all of these young players coming up, I feel like that team is going to be really good. But yeah. I definitely think Argentina would win. All right. I'm clipping this because you're the only other person that I've talked to, aside from my dad, which my dad and I never agree on football takes, but we do this Mm. year, that thinks Argentina is going to win. So that's awesome. Okay. Before I let you go, I want to know what was your first ever viral video on TikTok that changed your life and that Mm. helped you realize that you're this super awesome content creator in the (laughs) football world? Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, I've only been doing this for just over a year. So 
I actually remember really clearly what my viral video was. Okay, and so basically me. it was during the Euros, you know how England had such big hype. Yeah, I was making a lot of videos um, yeah, about England and just the Euros and stuff. But then there was one video and that video was me absolutely ripping into Declan Rice. I didn't think he was a good player, honestly. I thought he, I thought he didn't know what to do. He was a crab. All he knew was passing sideways. That's what I thought he was. But then there, there was a video that came out and I think it was the game against, I can't remember, but it was, it was, it was, I think the quarterfinals and where he just completely ran the game. He was make his attacking play was amazing. Like his ability was so good. He was passing out, right. He was intercepting. And then that's when I made my apology video. And then that got like 1.5 million views or something. And I was like, whoa, this is crazy. I've never seen such numbers in my life. So yeah, that was my first viral video. Do you remember how many followers you gained from that video? Oh, so I must have been during the Euros, I must have been on like around 50K. And I think after the Euros, I hit 120. So good for you. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it boosted me so much. But thank you. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So for all the smaller accounts out there, you know, one video can change it for you and to, mm. to keep to keep going, because now your content, you know, it, it's just like I said at the beginning of, of this episode, you have this really good ability for condensing a topic. Like it's it's digestible, but you're telling the news, but it's freaking hilarious. Like you even mm. called when Cas when you're in your video when Casemiro went to United, how you called Ronaldo his daddy. These, <laughs> <laughs> these little things that you say are so funny mm. that it makes me want to keep watching. So I can't wait. I feel like after the World Cup, you're going to be at like 1.5 million. So uh, well, don't, for, don't forget about us. You when you, yeah, I, will, I, I promise you, you will. Uh, <laughs> Don't forget about us when you're, uh, no, when of you're, course, no, of course. <laughs> tell everyone listening where they can find you on all your social media platforms so they can, so they can understand what I'm talking about and go watch you and follow you, uh, follow you themselves. Yeah. If you want to see my awful opinions on TikTok, it's Brad's Talk Sports on Instagram, it's brads.ts and it's the same for Snapchat. So everything else is the same. Nice. Yeah. And you're on YouTube, right? Yeah, Brad's Talk Sports on YouTube as well. Good for you. All right, my friend. I appreciate your time so much. I know you're busy. I know that you just did. Ha you just had a big signing. Uh, <laughs> M PayPal, watch out. Brad Talk Sports <laughs> is coming for you. But yeah, thank you for your time. Anytime, anytime you want to do this, if something crazy happens, you let us know. And uh, yeah. I, I'm hoping that our our both of our football communities now like merge. So thanks, yeah. Brad. Thank, thank you for having me. Oh my goodness. I really go. enjoy your content as well. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I really enjoy your content because I feel like you, like the way you report stuff is so, is so well, like, especially because we don't see a lot of female creators. It's like when you see a female, like uh, doing, doing the stuff that I'm doing, it's just like, wow. It's like the sport is actually getting massive now. I and mean, it, it just gives you more appreciation for the sport. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm especially giving you uh, an player. props through the screen. We blow it up over here. I don't know if you guys do that. Awesome. Brad, you're the best. Thank you so much. Uh, good luck with everything and can't wait to see you kill all the rest of your content. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. It's been a pleasure. That's a wrap for another episode of Kickback, and thanks so much for listening. You can catch Caroline and Liam here every single week on Tuesdays and Thursdays to give you the latest rundown on all things football. Please don't forget to subscribe and give us a nice five-star rating. Please and thank you. And for even more Kickback content, follow the 90th Minute on all your favorite social channels. See you next time.